Welcome to the Kings and Queens podcast with your host, Johnny Langton. In light of the passing of Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh, I thought I would do an episode in tribute to his extraordinary life. Without further ado, this is Prince Philip. Philip was born on the 10th of June, 1921, in Corfu, Greece. He was born into the Greek and Danish royal families. His father was Prince Andrew, the fourth son of King George I of Greece, the younger brother of the then King of Greece, Constantine I. His mother was Princess Alice of Battenberg, the great-granddaughter of Queen Victoria, making Philip Victoria's great-great-grandchild just like his future wife, Queen Elizabeth II. Philip was Andrew and Alice's youngest child. He had four elder sisters. In 1922, following a Greek defeat in Asia Minor, Philip's father, Prince Andrew, was arrested and court-martialed for ignoring orders during the battle the previous year. He was banished from Greece for life following a military coup. It meant the entire family was forced into exile with their lives no longer guaranteed in Greece. They boarded the British vessel HMS Calypso. The 18-month-old Philip was placed in an orange crate, fashioned as a cot for the journey. The homeless family eventually made it to Paris. In around 1929, Alice was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia and was committed to an asylum. Eight-year-old Philip wasn't told what had happened. His mother had just vanished from his life. Philip would be educated in a number of boarding schools in England, eventually settling in Gordonston, in the Highlands of Scotland. The highly disciplined school had a formidable reputation. Cold showers and morning runs were standard, and periods of silence enforced. It made Philip an unscrupulous, independent adult, and would credit the education for the making of it. After finishing his schooling, he was persuaded by his uncle, Louis Mountbatten, to pursue a career in the Navy and began the training at Dartmouth in 1939. During a royal visit, Philip was tasked with escorting George VI, Queen Elizabeth and their two children, 13-year-old Princess Elizabeth and 8-year-old Princess Margaret. There, the young Elizabeth was said to have fallen for Philip. They were seen playing croquet alone together in the gardens of Dartmouth College. Six months after the visit, Britain went to war with Germany. He had graduated as the best cadet on his course. He would be fighting on the opposing side of three of his brothers-in-law who would serve Nazi Germany, one of which, Gottfried, was dismissed from the army for his supposed role in the plot to kill Adolf Hitler in July 1944 led by Klaus von Stauffenberg. On his first ship, HMS Ramillies, Philip served as a midshipman and was kept away from the heavy fighting. But when the Italians invaded Greece in 1940, Philip was sent to Alexandria, to the HMS Valiant, where he saw action. At the Battle of Matapan in March 1941, he served as a searchlight operator and was mentioned favorably in dispatches. By 1942, he was working on the HMS Wallace on convoy duty off the coast of Britain. 
Shortly afterwards, he became a first lieutenant. During the war, he exchanged letters regularly with Princess Elizabeth. When the United States dropped the first atomic bomb on Hiroshima on the 6th of September 1945, Philip was stationed in Guam. He eventually made it to Tokyo Bay, where he witnessed the Japanese surrender ceremony on the 2nd of September. One of his last roles of the war was escorting prisoners of war from Tokyo Bay. Upon his return to England, he began courting Princess Elizabeth. The royal family was cautious of the mystery surrounding the new partner of the princess. His father was dead, and his mother was in an asylum. His education at Gordonston also prompted raised eyebrows. Their early courtship would have been the closest to relative normality the young couple would experience. In 1947, their engagement was announced. Philip renounced his Greek title and with it his claims to the throne. He was made the Duke of Edinburgh by George VI and became a British subject. He then took his mother's name, Mountbatten. On the 20th of November 1947, Philip married Princess Elizabeth. The wedding was a cause for celebration in dire post-war Britain, still mired by bomb damage and rationing. On the eve of the wedding, Philip was designated a Royal Highness and created a Knight of the Garter. The Duke was still able to continue in the Navy, and he took command of his first ship, HMS Magpie, stationed in Malta, where he would enjoy visits from his new wife. In 1948, Princess Elizabeth gave birth to their first child, Charles, followed by Anne in 1950. He was later described by Anne as a fun parent, conscious of spending time with his children. His relationship with Charles over the years has been perhaps less affectionate, perhaps due to the pressure of being the heir. Philip insisted that Charles follow in his footsteps and attend Gordonston. But while it was here Philip flourished, for Charles, in the tough, uncompromising environment, it was a torrid experience, calling it colditz and kilts. In early 1952, the young couple took a royal tour of the Commonwealth in place of an ailing George VI. It was while they were in Kenya that the king died. Their location was so remote, it had been difficult to get the news to the princess. It was Philip who was informed. He then told his wife. They immediately returned to the UK. The princess became Queen Elizabeth II and Philip the consort. On the 2nd of June 1953, the coronation of Elizabeth II took place. Philip insisted on the event being televised so the world could watch the momentous occasion. He got down on his knees and took the oath to serve his wife. I, Philip, do become your liegeman of life and limb and of earthly worship and faith and truth I will bear unto you, to live and die against all manner of foes, so help me God. Philip would now have limitations placed on his life. The hardened, masculine figure would at times find it difficult to submit to his new role and stay one step behind his wife. His career in the Navy was over, and his dream of becoming a pilot would be hampered 
for his own safety as the consort. Philip was also disappointed that his children would take the surname Windsor instead of his own, Mountbatten. He lamented, I must be the only man in the whole country not allowed to pass his name onto his children. Perhaps in recognition of his sacrifices, in 1957, the Queen conferred on him the dignity of Prince of the United Kingdom, and in 1960, his surname was combined with that of his wife, Mountbatten Windsor. He would soon settle into his new role. He would travel the globe promoting his favourite causes, supporting 800 charities. In particular, he supported British industry and environmental causes. He was the president of the World Wildlife Fund. However, perhaps his biggest legacy is the Duke of Edinburgh Award. Founded in 1956, it sought to recognise young people for completing self-improvement exercises, modelled on Kurt Hahn's solutions to his so-called six declines of modern youth. Kurt Hahn had been the headmaster of Gordonston. More than 8 million youths have taken part in 144 countries. Philip's impact would reach the far ends of the earth. In the 1950s or 60s, a religious sect grew on the southern island of Tanna in Vanuatu, believing in the divinity of Prince Philip. When the couple visited in 1974, the villagers were able to lay eyes on him. When Philip sent a picture of himself, the villagers sent a traditional pig-killing club called a Nau In 1960, the Queen gave birth to another son, Andrew. In 1964, she gave birth to a third son, Edward. Over the years, Philip became known for his humour, an attempt to put people at ease during the often intimidating experience of meeting royalty. When he met Stephen Mennery, who had been blinded by an IRA bomb, the Queen inquired about how much sight he had retained. Philip quipped, not a lot, judging by the tie he is wearing. He was known for his intolerance of the press, and his gaps were often politically incorrect. He would from time to time create headlines that the royal family could have done without. At a 1960 address to the Dental Council, he quipped, Dontopodology, the science of opening your mouth and putting your foot in it, a science which I have practiced for a good many years. In his private life, he enjoyed painting, playing polo, and was a pioneer in the sport of carriage driving, supervising the drafting of an early rulebook. He insisted on continuing to play in his old age, despite the dangerous nature of the sport. The 1990s were testing years for the royal family. It saw divorces for three of Philip's children, Anne, Charles and Andrew, a fire at Windsor Castle, and the death of Princess Diana. Philip had been an encouraging, supportive figure in Diana's life. As a former outsider, he could relate to her woes and continue to contact her during her marital strife with her husband, Prince Charles. When she died, the royal family was strongly criticised for staying in Balmoral Castle instead of returning to London, and not immediately releasing a statement in the aftermath of a princess's death. It was a dangerous period for the monarchy. Philip was an important, stoic figure at the heart of the family. At Diana's funeral, Philip persuaded his reluctant grandson, Prince William, to walk behind his mother's coffin, telling him, 
If you don't, I think you'll live to regret it. If I walk, will you walk with me? The monarchy would endure, and its reputation was largely restored. Philip continued his busy schedule of royal duties well into his 90s. In August 2017, he saluted the Royal Marines in his last official engagement before retiring at the age of 96. He retired to Sandringham, where he continued to be active. In early 2019, he caused panic and also controversy when he was involved in a car crash where two people were injured. Philip recovered and was seen driving just 48 hours later, despite the controversy of a 97-year-old remaining behind the wheel. He was forced to surrender his driving license, and with it perhaps the last semblance of his independence. While retired, he still attended the big occasions, including the 2018 wedding of his grandson Prince Harry to Meghan Markle. During the COVID pandemic of 2020, he moved to Windsor Castle with his wife, the Queen, where they could isolate with a skeleton staff. In July 2020, he handed over one of his longest standing military patronages with the Rifles Regiment to his daughter-in-law, Camilla, Duchess of Cornwall. On the 16th of February 2021, he was hospitalised with an infection. He was moved to St. Bartholomew's Hospital for heart surgery and was discharged on the 16th of March. He returned to Windsor Castle, where he died on the 9th of April at the age of 99. He is due to be buried at St. George's Chapel on the 17th of April. With 69 years of service, he was the longest serving consort in British history. His commitment was remarkable with over 22,000 royal engagements. If Queen Elizabeth is remembered as the greatest monarch in British history, it will be largely due to the support of her husband, Prince Philip. On their golden wedding anniversary in 1997, she said, Philip is a man who doesn't take too easily to compliments. He has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years. And I and his family owe him a debt greater than he would ever claim, or he shall ever know. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Kings Queens Pod and on Facebook, the Kings and Queens Podcast. And you can also email in at the Kings and Queens Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.